Hey there, folks. This is Tavon Allen, host of Comedy Above the Pub. This is Cat PTU and me. The pub is fake. The guests are real virtual, but real. First of all, I am joined by my producer right over there, Darcy Finder. How are you? Hello, Todd. I am great. Good. You should be, because we just had a delightful conversation with producer, editor, um, I'm going to say com- comedy host. Can we throw that in there? Yeah. We can say that. Yeah. It's Meg Felling all the way from New York City. How are you? I'm so good. And like, thank you for like rattling off my qualifications. I really like yes. that. Like people know they're like, okay, good. So a qualified individual is on this right. podcast. Right. Not just some ruffian. <laughs> no, exactly. Cause there, we used to do that as like, and ladies and gentlemen, like to introduce you some lady. And then that's how, and then people go pass, you know, a dude. Nope. We need to, we need to provide. It's, it's like the credits. Of, uh, this happens to me. It shows all the time. Like, what do you want me to say about you? I'm like, I got nothing just from Toronto or from Canada now. Like whatever. I don't care. Um, hey, anyway. I would love being referred to as some lady. Like uh, since I'm in my thirties, <laughs> like I'm no longer in like the, I'm no longer in the sup girl part of right. my life. Like right. I'm, not, I'm not, I don't get that on the street. Mm-hmm. I now get like, Hey lady. Yeah. Like it's great. Yeah. I love it. It's good. What I get is, uh, is, uh, treatments for, uh, roles from my agent saying some grandpa. I'm like, you um <laughs> here sorry but sorry darcy i swore in the intro you're gonna have to beep that um meg joins us here uh, we talk about so many things we talk about your time uh uh editing on chopped uh and and doing that we talk we talk a heck of a lot about food yeah so there's, much a, food. there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of food chat uh we talk about chopped chefs we talk about uh judges of food um we talk about sharks a lot Yes. And I love that. Um, they're they're going to uh, be so confused. They're like, how did you bridge the two? Well, you'll just have to listen. You'll see. see. As the comedy chef will tell you, we segued into the entree. Um, and uh, we also look at um, turkey testicles. Is there? We answer that question. All right. Here we go. Uh, Meg, thank you so much for being here. And uh, now everyone gets to listen to our little chat with you. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Meg. Here's Darcy. Here's me. And here's the music that starts the whole damn thing. I'm sure I'm sure Meg gets it all the time. I actually just now started hearing what you were saying because oh. I could not hear you. Well, when uh, when um, uh, when it showed up and all there was all that was there was Meg, I was like, oh yeah, it's one of my favorite shark movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. I have right. not seen that one. Um, Deary me. But I do love a good campy shark movie. Like there, um, like I think what was it like Megalodon versus Croctopus? I can't remember, but okay. like it was something <laughs> like that where a Megalodon just like jumps out of the water uh-huh. into the sky. <laughs> And okay. bites a plane in half. Okay. As soon as you said like versus Croctopus. Like in the sky, plane in half. Just so dumb. I love no, okay. that. Okay. The fact that you said, what was it? Croctopus? I think it's Croctopus. Okay. That or I is just made the, that up and I needed now. Is this in the Sharknado universe? Okay. I, uh, well, then I have homework now. Yeah. Because I have to go find ver- the thing. Megalodon versus something. Megalodon, okay, well, just a second. Let's go take a look. Yeah. Megalodon versus, there's a Mosasaurus, Blue Whale, Great White, Kraken. What's uh, maybe, a Mosasaurus? Maybe it's versus the Kraken. But no, it's Megalodon versus. 
There's a Mosasaurus. Oh, this this is actually like no, that's an actual thing. No, Megalodon movie. Let's see what that is. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting it. Oh, it's, it just says the Meg Megalodon, the Meg Megalodon shark beach attack scene. No, jeez. Mm. No. Oh, hey, oh, oh, images. Here we go. Here we go. Let's uh, let's share these up Maybe right it's now. Mega shark versus giant octopus. That could be. Is it? Yeah, oh, that's what it is. Mega shark versus giant octopus. That's oh. what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this uh, this I think uh, this one should hold water. Bigfoot versus megalodon. That looks good. Yeah. Um, I, this is cut off, and I think it says from the producers of Bigfoot versus. I'm gonna guess it's the Illuminati. <laughs> Can you see that yeah. right wow. there? Yeah. But I love um, that this comes after that. So it means that Bigfoot beat the Illuminati. Yes. Yes. Well, let's be fair. Is it hard? Have you have you seen who they're turning away? Uh, but I Meg, mean, you I'm haven't not, seen uh, Meg? No, I have not. Well, also because... It came with a movie called Darcy. I would have to go see it. Yes. I, um, uh, I actually have a terrifying... Fear of sharks. Like I don't mind really? watching the camp sci-fi movies; those are great. But uh, like in real life, terrifying, uh-huh. bone crippling fear. I was like just in Hawaii for my best friend's wedding, and uh, we were snorkeling, having a great time, and like we were like snorkeling this really really well known snorkel area, and it was mm-hmm. like very very deep. It was like off this pier that had collapsed, and now all this like it became like the perfect habitat for like right. all these sea creatures. Having a great time. We're way the fuck out there. I'm a pretty strong mm-hmm. swimmer, so I'm fine with it. And then we noticed all the people that were scuba diving were starting to kind of come up. And um, my boyfriend, who's afraid of like seals and sea lions, because he okay. grew up off the coast where like they're dangerous. He's like, you guys don't get any like, and we had saw one the previous day. We had saw one already. Right. It's like, you guys never see any like sea lions out here, do you? Because um we were with a marine biologist who like right. knows all this stuff. We that's who the friend that we were snorkeling with. Mm-hmm. And this guy just pops up out of nowhere and he's just like, no, nah, there's no sea lions around this pot, but there's a shark down there. That's why, I had to, that's why I came up here to snorkel instead of scuba dive. But don't worry if you stay up here, you'll probably be fine. And so the rest of our party continued to snorkel where I commenced in having a giant panic attack. Jesus and Christ. And had to just flail uh-huh. Like, it took us 20 minutes to swim out to where we were. I was uh-huh. back in 10. Like there was, sure. and that was with have like, I, I, like, I like gave up on life halfway through. Like I just like went onto my back and was just like, this is it. <laughs> this is how it ends. <laughs> I, I adore that the guy that came up to warn you about the sharks was a 1920s newsie. <laughs> well, like that's just how we kind of remember it. It was very, it was very much just kind of like a Stephen King, like, I came up here to give you a warning kind of a thing. <laughs> you got as much chance of seeing a sea lion around here as you do a wooden nickel. Yeah. But no, it's like, no sea lions, but sharks. And like, <laughs> my boyfriend, who like knows I have like this crippling fear, mm-hmm. he just sees the water drain out of my face. And we can right. just like, we can see, like, I'm pretty sure we like connected telepathically uh-huh. and... He saw that I was thinking, oh, no, everything yeah. just like high pitched, like scream noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked at him and he's like, well, that's done. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 
<laughs> yeah. I hope I enjoyed as much of that as I could. Yeah. And I mean, it was awesome. I was having a great time until that sure. shark came and ruined it for all of us. Right. And my boyfriend being so sweet, he even went mm-hmm. down. He's like, I bet it's not that. He like went up underwater to check. He's like, okay, yeah, there's a shark down there. And I just like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like okay. it's a reef shark. And so it's like, as long as you don't get close to it, mm-hmm. you're fine. Right. Like supposedly. And, but that doesn't go in my like terrified of sharks brain when I'm no. swimming right above it. Uh-huh. Because the rest of everybody that was out there continued to swim, knowing the shark was down there. They looked at the shark and just kind of gawked at it because they felt very confident that they weren't going to have an issue. <laughs> was not going to happen. Uh huh. Was not. And it's a good thing I didn't. I didn't see the shark. It's a good thing I didn't because if I did, I would have vomited, like just fear vomited. Uh huh. <laughs> like they. They always say never make splashing uh, noises, sudden movements, or bleed. They never tell you what vomit will do. I assume it would like look like chum and they would just come over it too. But the smell, like the smell, like unless you ate fish for lunch, then you've got a problem. I was in Hawaii. Fish was every meal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Poke bowl just before he went out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like all I ate in Hawaii was just fish and fruit Mm -hmm. because. Why would you eat anything else in Hawaii? Like the food's right. amazing. It's so yes. good. I, I, I that is something that I that I try and do as well as like you know well, like wherever you are, engage in the local cuisine and in the foods and that sort of thing. Like oh, like no, yeah. like I am not the guy that says, "Oh, I'm gone for two weeks. I better bring peanut butter." Like you don't eat fucking peanut butter now. So why is that going in the suitcase? I don't understand. Is oh you got it? They don't have peanut butter where you're going. Good. That's fine. I can I can do without the two bears on the jar for a bit. It's fine. You know. When was the last time you had peanut butter? Um, I eat it more in the summer actually. Because, okay. Like cold noodles. You make like cold oh. peanut noodles. Oh. See. Okay. Or like I'll All use right. it in a salad dressing. Like I very sure. rarely have like a oh, okay. peanut butter You're, sandwich. Okay. You're too. I I was literally meaning like in sandwich form, but no, you can use it as an ingredient and make fun things. Sure, absolutely. No, I. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I had for that. the answer. Ants on a log. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's like I've got the like the worst chop basket experiences. Like okay, celery, raisins, peanut butter, and gojujang for some reason. It was like, well, I can I can do three of these things and Yeah. I wish I was afraid of having condiments in my fridge as I am of sharks because most of my <laughs> fridge is condiments and most of my uh-huh. con- like most of my condiments are various forms of fermented bean paste. Nice. Like, just <laughs> like I have gochujang, I have right. dobanjang, uh-huh. I have su- I have sweet flour sauce slash sweet bean paste. I have miso. Uh-huh. Like, there's just a there's a lot in there, and it's right. Like, that might work as a shark repellent. <laughs> you could just slather right. that on instead of sunscreen. Be, that might to that be might fair. How long to have be you been, fair, a, I think I could. been afraid of sharks? Shark phobia. What's the word for shark phobia? Anyone oh, know? just a moment. I don't know. Let's see what that is. Uh, I'm going to guess it's squalophobia. Squala? Yeah. Why is that your guess? Is that um, you just know the Latin root for? Yeah. Because, oh, you know what? I'm wrong. Um, it's it, it's nowhere near. So, like, um, it, so I recently watched um, uh, Jaws again because it's Jaws. 
It's one of the best movies on the planet. It's a nice little fear factor thing. It's great. Um, did you know, side note, you know the guy that plays Quint? It's been so like, long since I've seen it. Remind me which okay. character he was. Okay. When was the last Bond movie you saw? Oh, my gosh. Quantum of Solace. Okay. Did, did you ever go into, like, the old Connery ones? Oh, yeah. They used to okay. show those on, like, PBS every summer, and we would, like, make a movie marathon of it. Because, like, okay. they would show them, like, in sequential order, like, and they would do it every Sunday. Like, you would watch, like, five of them, and that would be, like, how they, how you spend Sunday nights in July yes. is watching PBS doing a bond Bond marathon marathon. right okay so can i i just want to i just want to show you something we're going to go back to the uh to the video here and the people who are on the patreon will be able to see what i'm what i'm about to show you um this blew my mind when i found this out so you know the movie from russia with love yes this movie right here this wonderful beautiful movie right Mm -hmm. yeah okay such a such a great one um this is the baddie that's in it the guy with the suit you know he had blonde hair and then he got brass knuckled in the belly by nice. uh by by the woman who who plays um uh the 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 angry mother in Austin Powers not her but it's like a similar character. Nice. Um that is Quint from Jaws. Is that the the old drunk sea captain guy? That's the drunk sea captain. Right wow, there. Nice. Oh wow. Not bad. Here we go. I'll just show you this. Jaws. Here we go. Huh. Boom. Oh, Same hey. guy. Same guy. When you when you Man, see, they, he did some heavy aging between yes. the mid sixties <laughs> uh-huh. and the seventies. Wow. Oh my god! Look at the action figure like that. It's basically the same. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, when you when you read or hear some of the background stories of making that movie, it's it's insane the production problems that they had. Oh yeah. Um, you know, they're and just, infamous. And just in terms of like cast drunkenness. Of like like Robert Shaw, the guy who played Quint, apparently he 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 got hammered and then like went away and then they had to call him back and go find him and stuff. Like it was just it's so bizarre. Um uh what was I thinking? Oh yeah, Jaws. So where we're getting to the this this all came from the fear of sharks. The um uh when um the biologist played by um uh fuck, what's his name? <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, Richard yeah. Dreyfus character, right? When he's doing the um, the autopsy of the shoebox of remains for the woman, and he goes, he gives the Latin term for shark, and it's squalus something. Ah. And in Italian, the way I'm, I'm learning Italian, the the word is squalow. So I figured, oh, that's the Latin root squalow. It's showing up all over the place. Squalophobia. Uh, I am wrong. It is, in fact, um, galeophobia, an abnormally large and persistent fear of sharks. Yep. <laughs> Would you say it's abnormally large and persistent? Oh, yeah. No, okay. it's like the fact that I love swimming and I love swimming in the ocean. And that like my biggest fear, though, is like is, is sharks. Mm-hmm. And like very few people get attacked by sharks each year. Mm-hmm. Um and here's the thing. I'm more likely to get killed by um, my love of cheeseburgers and French fries because okay. there's like there's a very deep, you know, pattern of heart disease in my family. OK. And I am far more likely to be killed by my high cholesterol than sharks. 
Yes. But here's the thing. I am not afraid of potato chips. Eat them nope. all day and they are definitely going to kill me. So like yeah. they are afraid of you. Potato chips? Yes, of course. Be. They see you coming into the room and they go, "Oh Christ, it's her." Oh yeah, no. They like, have no they laser have, safe. They have but megaphobia. I got to um, I got to say like bringing back to the uh, the Quint character cuz I haven't seen this in so long. When that, when he first came up, I'm like I I had a squint cuz it couldn't be the same guy cuz at first I'm like he looked like Harvey Corman. Right. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm like, You're right. What? I didn't know he ever did any serious movies. Uh-huh. Jesus. That now, would actually. That, that would actually. Is that the origin casting. of your phobia? Was it seeing Jaws? Do you remember when? I don't. Just so always been. So my parents uh, used to do movie marathons for all the cousins when we mm-hmm. were younger, and one of them one year was all the Jaws movies. But I don't think it really affected me. Like, actually, like, I felt sorry for the fish at the end of it because I was like three and I'm like, oh, no, it died. And it's like that fish was eating people. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think that that was it. I don't know how what ticked it and made it happen. Do not know. Well, why. <laughs> it's interesting because as I you know how Google is helpful when you Sometimes. do things, when you search <laughs> for things. And so when I looked up fear of sharks, that's what I typed in. It gave me the definition. Very helpful. And then it gives you the people also ask these sections. I can help you right now, Meg. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you can. I can help you because Google has provided for me the answer to the riddle, how do I get rid of my phobia of sharks? Would you like to come on this journey with me, Meg? You know what? Sure. Why not? Okay. Let's figure it it's, out. <laughs> it's six easy steps. Okay. Right here. Okay. Step one, acknowledge and accept your fear. Acknowledge, accept it. Just, just acknowledge it and accept it. Just yeah. like you go acknowledge it going, oh, there it is. And then how do you do? That's acknowledgement. And then acceptance is, yeah, this is happening. So, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Accepted so step everything. one, yeah. ticked. Okay. All right. We're on a roll right here. Doing step so well. two, learn the facts. I did learn facts. Yes. Right? Yeah. I learned uh-huh. a lot of facts because I was like, maybe I'll be less afraid of sharks mm-hmm. if I know how to get rid of them and I know what sharks are in the area. Yes. And that was a bad choice to make yes. in Maui because they were like, don't worry, most of uh-huh. shark attacks happen in Maui. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Honeywood Island, or Maui. Maui, great. Okay, good. Okay, that's... Um, my, for the same reason, my wife hates when I do this is when we check into a hotel, the older, the better, uh, I Google the city name, the name of the hotel, and then I type the word haunted and I see what comes up. Yep. And this is like, we're still putting underwear in the drawers and stuff. And my wife will look up at me and go, you're not doing that. Are you? And I went, I got to know. And See, she's the like, more shocking portion that you just told me was the fact that like you actually like unpack and use the dresser. And yeah. Cause then when they're dirty, I put them back in the, in the suitcase. It's a, it's a thing. It's a, yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. That's ridiculous. Cause then otherwise, step, you, what's ridiculous. Step three, those, are, those aren't even for use. They're just for decoration. Like, no, they're no not. They wouldn't have drawers there unless. And sometimes it's nice, you know, if you stay long enough, they smell like cedar. It's nice. Okay. Yeah. So step, step two, three. learning the facts. Step three. And you're, watch, you're really doing the, the voiceover work that got you fired from that, that you like book that? that you were doing. Yeah. You like that? Step three, <laughs> watch shark videos. I, I have watched many a shark week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Shark week is now shark month. Have you noticed? 
uh, I don't have cable, so I just thought all oh. of sci-fi was sharks now. Okay. <laughs> Is it on sci-fi or discovery? Discovery. So discovery. I, figured, I just figured discovery was mostly sharks, sometimes the show Planet Earth, and then the rest of the time just Alaskan bush people. Okay. So like that's what I thought it was. I'd like to I'd like to provide you an update from the world of cable. Right. Um what has happened is that Discovery once a week and it's usually during the summer which sucks cuz you're inside uh is Shark Week. They do that, right? And not to be outdone, National Geographic Channel looked at Discovery and went fuck you and did a month. So they do a month of shark programming. Great. Yeah. Sometimes with Chris Hemsworth. Hey. Yeah, he swims with sharks. Okay. That, well, uh, I mean, he is from, like, aren't the Hemsworths Australian? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I so think they that's just that. what Australians do for fun. It's just like, look at this. It's terrifying. <laughs> well, I'm going to make thing. friends with it. Yeah. Well, that's that's their life. Like, they go, I'm just going to get myself some cereal. Oh, a spider got me. And that, yeah. And it's like a, a spider about the size of a, a, of a durian. So, Yeah. yeah. I love that, um, like you, that you use the most obscure fruit to describe how large it's it was. Big. It's like a durian. It's a durian. Yeah, you know. Well, you don't watch Chopped. Of course. Well, I mean, back in the <laughs> yeah. day, I actually used to work for Chopped. I used to work in Chopped casting. Is that and right? I, yeah, and actually, God, I thought that was a leading question. I looked. Jesus. <laughs> no, okay. I, I googled. <laughs> I googled okay. Meg. I knew that was on the list. Okay. But I thought you I were mean, bringing like, that I, up. In per- <laughs> I did not understand people's obsessions with sports. Until uh-huh. I started watching Chopped, and then right. I was screaming at mm-hmm. like the TV, and right. like fucking like like throwing a cup on the ground because someone decided to make an ice cream last minute. You know, right. Just, and I was like, oh my god, now I understand. Yes, yes. The anger. So my wife and I will watch Chopped, and we have watched it for so long. We're like you, like we now know sort of like the tropes of and the traps where people fall into. And we're just like, okay, they're putting together the dish. Why are you putting the fried thing in the broth? It's going to lose its crunchiness now. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And yeah, it's it's all that all the time. We'll come back to the shark list later. I would like to talk about Chopped for a moment. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, when, when like what period of time were you uh, were you casting on Chopped? So you would be casting, uh, I assume, the, the, the competitors, like the chefs that were coming in, correct? So I, I wasn't the one interviewing these, these chefs. What I worked, I worked in the post-production department. So what I was doing was editing, like uh, casting videos. Okay. And the way that casting works, whether it's for a show or you're trying to develop a show mm-hmm. is you find personalities right. you know, that fit within the world that you're working in. And you conduct this interview and like a big thing is kind of like with, with chopped, like one of the things is like, yes, are you qualified? But also like, are you interesting to watch? Because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of chefs out there who are really, really talented that would be interesting to watch cook, but like would be terrible to watch on television because like they're not interesting or dynamic, like personality wise, Mm -hmm. maybe they are when you talk to them and you're buds with them, but like, for TV, you know, like one of the things that I always remember, like that was always ridiculous is like, we would be trying to do casting for like one of those ensemble shows, like a housewives or, or something along the same lines. And we would think that we'd found like this, like perfect, like woman that like seemed like she checked all the boxes 
And then we would, she'd be great in conversation, but then when we would interview her, like all of her answers were way too careful. And she'd be like, see, the interesting thing about me is like, I don't like drama. And we'd be like, (laughs) 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 it's like, like, and, or be like, how do you react? Like if someone like told you your purse was cheap and she said, and they're just like, oh, I just wouldn't react because I'm better than that. I'm like, no, be garbage. (laughs) So um, that was, that was my development career after this. But like when I was working in Chopped, I would work in the casting videos. So these people would already have been cast. Uh, The producers had already, well, they wouldn't, they weren't cast yet, but they had already been interviewed. The producers mm-hmm. would kind of figure out like, okay, like who's, who's kind of like the most dynamic ones that we saw today because they interview like thousands of mm-hmm. chefs all sure. the time. Um, and so like, they're not, and they're not like, even though we're, they're based in New York, they're going to different cities all over because like yeah. you could tap out of your talent pool pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they would also have like repeat where they're like, okay, we've interviewed this person like three times and they haven't gone through but like maybe fourth time's a charm. And then, yeah, maybe by fourth time, they've figured out how to conduct themselves in an interview and then they're right. good to go. But like, so yeah, like you go through hundreds and hundreds of these and like, they might interview 20 people in a day and like, but you're only going to end up cutting maybe like 13 cast videos. Sure. Like if you're lucky or maybe just like five, uh-huh. like on a bad day. And then those would get sent to, the EPs, the EPs would look at that and decide like they would whittle it down further. And then those people would get sent to the network and then the network would give them the yay or the nay. Right. So okay. It's a whole process. Like there's a very, there's a, there's a funnel, you know, mm-hmm. but no, it was, it was always interesting because yeah, you would find these really talented people with just that, like are so incredibly creative and interesting and have lived interesting lives and then they're just like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. on like right. camera, <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, a, then, like, just like personality of a raw potato, just like, right. wow. But the, the other thing too, the, to that is that when you see these people kind of like, you know, the, the, the bravado comes in as like, you know, that, yeah, they, they made the grade, like they were able to come into this competition and stuff like that, but it is very different. And unless you've watched a lot of it or like even just some, just to get yourself a flavor of it, you can tell the chefs that didn't because like when they're plating, they're just quivering, like their hands are gone. You know, which is important. You know, you need those as a chef. And so, like, they're just like, you can see the nervousness that's in them. And then when they, when they're doing the debrief, they're like, and I forgot my caramel. And it's like, like all that shit. And it's just like, it's, it's so wonderful. Have you, when you were editing uh, over the course, are there, are there people that you, you edited their tape that are now, because you, you, we've seen this in like different competition shows and stuff like that. A lot of uh, people who have been on Chopped now have their own shows or like have um, have shown up in like the tournament of champions that Guy Fieri does. So, like, you know, like we'll we'll be watching that and go, oh, sh-, like, that's our March Madness. My yeah. wife and I, we watch that and then we go, oh, fuck it on Chopped. That's that guy. And it's like, yeah, it's like even on like Top Chef and stuff like that. When you watch that, you go, OK, we saw them on Chopped. On the- so have you put together have you ever edited a a tape for someone and then years later go oh fuck now they're all over the place on food network yeah like there's no one no one that i know of has ever gotten their own show but like i've seen them be contestants on other stuff just Mm -hmm. because they now like what if they do chopped or if they do 
you know, beat Bobby Flay or anything like that. Um, They now have this resume. So it's like, if you're interviewing somebody, you can kind of be like, have they been on Food Network before? Okay, well, how Mm -hmm. long ago were they on Food Network? Oh, it's been this long. Well, okay, yeah, let's give it a try. Um, And like you, like there's like a lot of food personalities that you see end up like on, they're on Top Chef and then Mm -hmm. they have their own spinoff and maybe that doesn't go very well. And, but then you end up seeing them on, you know, like Iron Chef America, you know, in two years. So like you do end up kind of seeing like the circulation of a lot of chefs for sure. Mm -hmm. The, um, uh, it's, it's, it's so cool kind of hearing that aspect of it because like we were just watching recently, uh, cause that thing has been on for like 40 some odd seasons now. Like it is I just. I was surprised to hear it was still on. Cause I oh yeah. Seen it. Oh, oh no. God. It's, it still pops up on the PVR. Like it's, it's, it's there. And, um, we're, it, it is a lovely sort of like we eat while we're watching it type thing. It's just like, it's, 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 it's a comfort thing. It just, I find it adds to the nuance of the meals. Like, ah, it's, you know, it's just so comforting. And, uh, we're, we're starting to watch an episode and I just turned to my wife and I remember like, you know what I've noticed recently is like, we don't have the assholes anymore. Cause in the early seasons, they really wanted to make it combative and stuff like that. So they bring in like some prick that just oh, yeah. you hate it. And, and like the early seasons of Top Chef as well were kind of like that, where they're just like, Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you need the one dick that's going to yeah. like, you know, push everyone. And it's like, we haven't seen a real penis in here lately. And then literally as soon as I said that, this guy walked in and he's just like, I'm going to, you know, I'm taking over this thing. They've never seen me. I am like the best chef here, including the judges. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. And when Ted counted down to zero uh, at the end of the first round, this guy grabbed his knife, threw it onto the uh, uh, cutting board table so that it was just standing there and quivering like a saber. And, um, oh dude. So, and then, uh, and the best one is like Scott Conant was there as a judge. That's who you want. And he, and he just like, as he got to the plate of the guy, he's like, so, um, so we saw the knife. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, yes, I am very confident. And he's like, mm, don't need to do that. And, uh, he got chopped first. We were so happy to see him go. It's like, yeah, because it's like, oh, you're the best chef in this, in this fucking place. Well, it's mm-hmm. like, you, you still got to be like a fucking professional, you know? Yes. It's like, I did work in kitchens before I worked in TV and, mm-hmm. Like one of the reasons why I actually like qualified for that job because I'm like, yeah. I do know things about cooking. I can, you know, help you do this casting thing. I'm perfect mm-hmm. for this. Right. Um, and so no, like like that that would have that would have totally not fucking flown in a kitchen. Like you might do it like a little bit if no one's around and you're just right. like like fucking around with a sous chef or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like if you took like a full out chef's knife and you like fucking whacked it, it's like, well, one you're messing up that cutting board. Um, yes. <laughs> two, you're dulling your knife. You could yes. chip your knife. And also, again, you could chip your knife. It could go flying. You could hurt somebody. Um, like, no, that fucking doesn't fly. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's some dumb yeah. shit. There's, there like, is, uh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I'm just like, just like a fucking aggro display. It's like, oh. I'm a man. It's like, yeah. you're a dumbass. <laughs> Literally, it was, it was him and I, I believe nothing but women uh, uh, female chefs on the, on, on the show. And I was, you could literally see in their faces as they're opening the baskets on the, on the second round of like, well, that's over. And then we can continue. Um, my, my favorite, there, there, there's a, a type of contestant that I love and there's a type of contestant I hate. Mm-hmm. And the ones that I love 
are like the stories of like like Madison Cowan when he came on. It's like you know uh, he was uh, he went he had addiction issues. He was on the streets of London. You know he he worked his way through a kitchen. He went to culinary school. Now he's an accomplished chef, and you know he's he, he he's well acclaimed. And he you you saw him sob when mm-hmm. he won ten thousand dollars. It would just like like he was in tears. Yeah. And like and hearing women's stories on the uh, uh, on, on the show is like you know I'm the I'm the only female in in my entire restaurant, and 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 I I can't wait to um to to take the reins. And and like you know people from the for the BIPOC community and the, in the LB, LGBTQ communities, when they stand there, it's like, you know, there's not a lot of us in the kitchens and now that's growing. And I love hearing those stories and, and seeing them come on. The guy I hate is, uh, yeah, I'm also in a band and I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. Pick a knife or an axe. You get to have one. Fuck off. That's it. It's like, I don't want to hear. It's like, well, when I'm on stage, it's like, no, don't want to fucking hear about it. I want to see how you're going to deal with the kohlrabi. That's what I want to hear about. I don't yeah. care about your six string. I don't care that, you know, well, we're kind of like Matchbox 20. No, fuck you. <laughs> deal with the cream sauce, you dick. I am snow. Like, you know, and I know that's not fair to you. I was like, I'm now shitting on you. We're going, oh, good. A musician. That'll be oh, great. Oh, no, yeah. that's totally fine. <laughs> because also, like, they asked for that stuff because, like, it, they, the producers, like, they asked for, like, sometimes like you know dumb things like that's why like on set they're gonna be like how can you relate cooking to your rock music you know because it <laughs> because they want bites yes they want bites like that and even though it's very cheesy like mm-hmm. the chef plays ball and is like okay yeah sure here it is because yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. They, they they get the deal and so like yeah they're relaying it to rock music so it's like they're being a lot of times like they're being like that kind of a character, you know, they're turning their personality like mm-hmm. up to 11. And so like, it's like, like I, I, I do sometimes I'm like, seriously, aren't we over that? Like, are we really going to be doing another, like relate your food to rock and roll? Like how mm-hmm. is music and food related to you? Like, yeah. You know, I like I, I th- those, those questions all the time or it's, or, or they'll be like, they'll try to get something bite. They'll try to get something bitey. Like, so what do you think you're going to do? Are you going to rock this round? Oh, and yes. then they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to rock this round. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, the worst for that is beat Bobby Flay. Oh, because, well, that's just because Bobby Flay's in it. Well, yeah, that's um, <laughs> the, the, the question I always ask after beat Bobby Flay. It's like with a tire iron. It's never that. Um the, Has there ever and, been been any uh, comedian chefs? Any? They well, did the a time. funny one. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they did. Uh, it was, I think, Judy Gold was one of them. No, not a Judy Gold, but like a, a chef, like a a working oh. chef who like does open mics, and that's their oh, kind Jesus. of like their special interest thing. It shows them at the yeah. Chuckle Hut or whatever. Uh huh. Oh, okay, for sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, gross, yeah. gross. Well, also, there was that. Like, uh, remember? Did um? I mean, hey, it's uh, she's a fellow Canadian. I'm sure you guys know about Nadia G. Bitch in Kitchen. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a comedy cooking show. You know, okay. so like that was her thing. So I mean, she technically was a comedian. And that was a chef and, you know, she finally did break into food. Well, they, she was on the cooking network first and then like she occasionally did like Iron Chef and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, I mean, like that's like a legit, you know, like 
kind of comedian, you know, definitely a chef. And mm-hmm. then she like took a couple years off and she had like a girl punk band. That yes. Pretty, yeah, yeah. I think it was called the menstruators. Her, her and, full, yes. Yeah. Her, her, her full, um, bio line from Wikipedia is, um, Nadia, uh, Gio, uh, Gia uh, known professionally as Nadia G is a Canadian celebrity chef, comedian, and punk rock singer. Yes. There we go. She is those things. Right. Um, it's, okay. She, we'll take it. That's fine. Yeah, I know, like, I, I enjoy her as a cooking personality. Sure. For sure. I think, I thought Bitching Kitchen was a great show. It should have gotten more seasons. Mm -hmm. I like it when she comes up in other Food Network things. So, like. Yes. You know, I, I do enjoy Nadia G as a cooking personality. I don't really know about her. I haven't listened to her music and I haven't listened to. I haven't I haven't seen her type five, mm-hmm. so I, right. I don't know about yes. the rest of it. But I'm like, as a general cooking personality, mm-hmm. like, yeah, she kicks the pants off Jada De Laurenta. So like, yeah, sure. The, that uh, is boring. The, there was a there was a show where she was like a mentor or something like that, or a judge or something like that that she showed up in all the time, and I really enjoyed her on that. Um, I just wonder like how much of her life was spent on comedy being called a comedian. Like there's like there, there, there is sort of like that open mic fake it till you make it thing where people go, Oh, I'm a comedian. Oh, really? How much time you got? Two minutes. Like it's like that. And I just wonder, I've never seen her do stand up. You know, her food looked great. Like, you know, on, on bitch and kitchen, I would look at that and go, okay, yeah, she, she knows that she's got her chops there. But I always wonder if it was just like one of those things where she became a celebrity chef. She was uh, somewhat funny. She did like a couple of times at open mic and now he's like, well, I can say comedian now. Like I, like I would like to see that. Yeah, that I don't like know. I mean, I know that she cracks jokes in her show and they like, mm-hmm. they were like genuinely good, but a lot of times it was just kind of like, like a lot of the time it was just kind of ranty. Like mm-hmm. instead of it being like, she had actually like crafted a comedic set instead it was more kind of like i watch a lot of lewis black and it's like right (laughs) (laughs) why are there so many raisins um that's the lewis black impression the um uh i would hate to see that comedian like the comedian come chef onto where they are doing that like you know oh yeah i'm gonna rock this round it's like there is some terminology it would be like okay how how much time do we got okay 20 minutes okay oh that's my light you know, oh, oh that would be. I'm, I'm gonna kill it. Oh, I bombed. You know, it's like, oh, I called back to the appetizer round where I used the green apple. <laughs> this is a segue into the dessert round. I would love it if a comedian actually did that, but I mm-hmm. think producers would probably just be like, um, like, hey, make a pun about kombucha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The the reason like the uh, the reason I thought of Bobby Flay is like whenever they're introducing the the chefs for that particular episode, they always they always try to have them bring out something that's about them or what their style of cooking is. Is like this this chef is a rock star in Nashville, Tennessee. Please welcome. And then they come out with a guitar and oh, then they yeah. smash it right. And my was like this one is really. Uh, really gets crabby when she doesn't get to beat Bobby Flay. All the way from Maine, she comes out in a lobster suit, and it's just the worst. And it's just so. Uh, and then, then there's this bad pun at the end, and I'm always scouring through the credits, going, "Who's the fucking writer? Who is 
Yeah. They really had a blaze with my booyah base. I'm going to murder someone. I am <laughs> I am going to slaughter people. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but no, like, all right. So you're a big chop fan. I would have to so who is your least favorite judge on chopped? Oh, I will tell you this. It didn't used to be, but Martha Stewart ruined him. Because when Martha Stewart came on, did you have anything to do with Martha Stewart before I could go any further? No, no. Okay, good. Okay. Let me tell you about Martha Stewart. <laughs> it's like, as soon as she showed, they had like this, this special week or month or something like that. I was like, and now celebrity guest Martha Stewart's joining the judges panel. And I was like, oh, great. I have never enjoyed Martha Stewart. I don't think she has a personality. I don't care that she has poorly put together patio furniture, which we purchased and was horrible. Like, I don't, I don't understand why she was a thing. I don't understand it. Like, I get that she gets to do nice little knickknacks, and she's got an eye for uh, for style and stuff like that. I get that. But in terms of camera work, in terms of being there, uh, I thought Anna Gasteyer uh, from uh, from SNL did a perfect impression of her. Because it was oh, yeah. just like, it's a good, like, there's so much vanilla. And she's bland. terrifying. Martha Stewart is a terrifying woman. Well, yeah, she's she's done time for Christ's sake. She'll fucking shiv you with a with a porcelain fondue fork. You know, she'll do that. Um, so she she was a judge. Yeah, and and so you could see the judges that were scrambling to be on that show with her, right? And Jeffrey Zakarian oh. was one of them, and we knew there were going to be problems. When the judging came out and is like, okay, this is my spaghetti and meatballs. And Martha Stewart starts attacking it with chopsticks. Right. And, uh, and, and it's like, okay. You, and, but she's eating him like one noodle at a time. And then the next one was a, was a, like a, uh, like peas. Like it was like a pea dish. And she's trying to eat the peas individually with chopsticks. I'm like, that's going to take for fucking effort. Like, what are you doing? And so, uh, initially for the first round, Jeffrey Zakarian had a fork and he was going through with a fork, saw that Martha Stewart had chopsticks. And from that point on, he is nothing but Mr. Fucking chopstick. That is all he does now. It's like, and he's fucking ruined by her. It was like, I couldn't believe you pretentious asshole. Just, you know, and his shows are equally as bland as hers. Like that. Are you a cook or are you a con? That's not even a phrase. I don't understand how I know what you're trying to say. I know what you're trying. Baker or a faker? Totally. That works. That works. Cook or a con? I'm thinking, oh, you're helping. This is a prison work thing. Nope, it's not. It's, you're, you're, okay. Well, I mean, I a rant- lot of cooks are ex-cons. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, that's half of the chop casting. That's yeah, exactly. A lot <laughs> I did of a lot of time. Been yeah. <laughs> yep. I turned my life around. I worked in the kitchen and now I'm here in front of you guys. And that's it. Um, yeah. yeah. Jeff- Jeffrey's a carry. Um, my wife has a huge. Uh, dislike on for Tiffany Faison. I actually kind of like her. I think she's fun. I think she took a while to warm up, but I think she's genuine. I think she's honest. Um, it was nice kind of see her get very emotional on Tournament of Champions um, for that, uh, which I believe she won, if I'm not mistaken. She won that. I don't know. Like, I think yeah. you've watched way more Chop than I have ever watched Chop. I think I watched <laughs> maybe the first 10 seasons. Sure. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I haven't watched it in so long. No, I get that because you're you're in it. You're in the belly of the beast. 
Oh, so I don't I work that. there anymore. I haven't worked there in a long, no, no. long time. Like it's no. been nearly a decade. But at at that point, you're in it. It's like you know, it's like, hey, what's on TV? Oh fuck, I don't need to see this guy again, right? Yeah. Um, who was your favorite judge? I'm trying to think who my favorite was. Um, I don't know. Like I feel like sometimes she was my favorite, and sometimes she was the worst. Was um, she Alex? Had- Sorry, Alex Garnashelli. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. So sometimes she was my favorite um, because, like, some she would just like have really good like one-liner stings. But again, that mm-hmm. was still in the beginning before like she was literally like losing her hair over how stressed she was. Right. Um, but like my least favorite, though, least favorite is Aron Sanchez. Without really? a doubt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because the thing is, like, as soon as a chef that had like any sort of like vague ethnicity to them. Yes. If they made anything other than what semi-ethnicity that they had, mm-hmm. he would be like, I don't see you on this plate. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Like, <laughs> like an Asian guy from like Philly would be like, I'm like, I'm a like long time, like long, like, like lifelong, like Philadelphia fan, mm-hmm. like love everything about Philly. I run it like I run a cheesesteak, uh, yeah. like food yeah. truck, like everything Philly, you know, all mm-hmm. the time. And then he would do his thing. He would make his style of food. Right. And then like Aron would be like, but I don't see you on a plate. Right. Think about your ancestors. And it's right. just like. <laughs> and like, they, cause like, like, and don't get me wrong. Like I like, I love seeing like mm-hmm. all of the different cultures that happen on chopped. And what I love about chopped is that it isn't just like straight white dudes all the time. Like they right. do get a pretty decent, like mix of people in there. I really, mm-hmm. really appreciate them trying to bring as much diversity as they possibly can. Yes. Um, that's awesome. And they yeah. really, that was like, that, that was a very conscious, very real effort that they had there, um, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Um, I just like was like just like every single time just kind of like he's like, well, I guess my great grandfather's tie. So here's some here's some hat tie <laughs> yep. that I tried to uh-huh. make, you know, <laughs> just like and like and I, like it was totally awesome. Of course, like when that person was like, oh, no, I, I run a like I, I run a like a, a super traditional Korean kitchen and I'm mm-hmm. going to make all this food Korean and like everything's going to be like Korean fusion at chopped right. time. Like. That was awesome. But like, it was just like when the other dude was kind of like, oh, I like, I run this, like the best burger place, everything cheeseburgers. I don't even get sick of them. And then they'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't see you on a plate. And it right. was just, that was the thing he would always say to somebody if they mm-hmm. weren't like cooking anything ethnic, but they had an ethnic origin. And right. I was just like, why do you got to do that to people? Like food yeah. is a collaborative effort. Like this is what they're into. This is what they love. Just let them make what they want to make. That is part of their personality. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. who they are. Let them be who they are. And then he pulls out a guitar from underneath the counter yeah. and starts. Um, I would love that as like, you know, I would, you know, as, oh, you want more of me on a plate? Okay, I got it. Uh, chefs in front of you today, we have a slice of Wonder Bread covered in Miracle Whip. No, see, because here's the thing. He would look at you and he would be like, I don't see any Montreal smoked meat on here. And you'd be right. like, I'm not from Montreal. Like, Montreal I'm not yeah. seeing Canada. Where's the <laughs> yeah. poutine? Like that's Where's... what would happen. Yes. Yeah. I'm not getting a drizzle of maple syrup on this. Yeah. I am. Not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not um, seeing you. It's not even, it's not even wearing yeah. denim. The... <laughs> um, I want foods to start with a, um, the, 
I, I will also say this one of my, uh, another one of my favorites is Manit Shohan. Yeah. And and the reason I like her is like, you know, we, we all know the judges have been told because you can see when they do it, you find something good to say about the dish and then you release, you, you open the fire hose of, and this is where you fucked up. And my favorite moment, and Manit does this all the time, oh, yeah. is when she fucking hates a, hates a dish of food, when she hates it. Her first thing will be, I really like your choice of plate. <laughs> it's always a white plate. It's, like it's, just... it's always a white plate. It really makes this garbage stand out nice. It's really, yeah. and you shove it all to one side so I can just grab a nice hand to it and whoop right into the garbage. Thank you. Ugh. Thank you for that. Oh, I changed my answer. It's not Alex. My favorite is occasionally when they would have Alton Brown do one. Yes. Yes. I, I agree. love Alton Brown with a passion. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago before COVID, my Christmas present, um, Adam got my my boyfriend, he got me yeah. a uh he got me tickets to go see the live taping of Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast because Oh sweet. It had Jordan Klepper, who I love, and mm-hmm. Alton Brown as guests on it, and it was awesome. Um Jeez. I had like a bunch of his like cookbooks. I like I like also I'm a big he's he, I like him a lot because he's a big Harold McGee fan, which is mm-hmm. more like a textbook than a cookbook, but I really, right. really love it. And so like it, like the, the since it intersects with some, so much I'm interested when it comes to food, like that's why I love mm-hmm. him. And like, I would love it. I loved it when he would like MC like celebrity iron chef and like, he would just make fun of his co-stars the entire time. Right. Like I remember there was a Christmas episode where um, he was trying to be like, like, oh, hey, Alex, like if you were trying to get um, it was like the Thanksgiving Iron Chef. Mm-hmm. He's like, what would you do to try to get like children to eat vegetables at like what do you think? What kind of vegetable do you think a children would like children would like to eat at the Thanksgiving ta- table if they're picky? And she's like, I don't know, maybe some like broccoli rob. And he just like took the mic from her and walked away. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you can't get a child to eat broccoli rob. No. Maybe yeah. broccoli with cheese, but not broccoli raw. Mm-hmm. That shit's so bitter. They will not eat it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she has a child. She should know better. Like- right. Who, who who apparently doesn't eat food. <laughs> yes. Um, the do you, you you must remember Cutthroat Kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No that that was fun, but it also was just basically chopped. It was just chopped with like. It was it was it was chopped with a fuck you card. Is basically yeah. What it was. It, yeah. was it was it was chopped with like a um a Rube Goldberg machine behind it, where you have to like do like all these things. And I was amazed. Like you would know inside the industry, um, how I'm just curious what their insurance costs were for that thing. Because uh, I don't know. You'd have to talk to a line producer about that. Jesus, line so, producer, or or you would have to talk to legal. I'm not sure. The so to, for the people who don't know is like why like why is why am I asking this question is like they would have challenges of like like he would set he would uh, have the chefs go in get ingredients for like a dish is like make me a club sandwich boom they go get the ingredients for the club sandwich and then they play the fuck youery where they have to bid on they have a fixed amount of cash uh, I think hundred it was a hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars something like that yeah and, they have um, to buy the ingredients and they have to buy they have to buy the the challenges so like you know you get to make them cook out of a toilet you know yeah. and then so they've got to cook in a but the i remember the one which is like you had to wear this cutting board hat and that was the only thing that you could use to cut your vegetables i'm like how many fucking people lost fingers on that thing 
Like, I just, like, okay, now you have to cook inside a giant fondue pot. Oh, by the way, it's boiling. Like, like I don't understand. Fondue, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they I, had this other show, it was really short-lived, where I don't even remember what it was called, but you literally had food launch in the faces of these <laughs> blindfolded chefs, and then they had to, like run around and feel the food and continue okay. to taste the food and try to figure out what it was and then cook that. And right. then at the end, they'd be like, like one, like they, they like threw, I remember the the episode that I saw, they launched like out of like a cannon, they launched mm-hmm. a big thing of shakshuka at people. And then they're like, <laughs> like literally just like feeling around trying to figure out what it is. And so then like right. the two guests like make completely different things. Like one makes like a lasagna and the other mm-hmm. one makes like uh, something else with like a tomato sauce and they're right. completely different dishes. And they're like, both of you are dumb. It was exploded <laughs> in your face. <laughs> I think it was just called shakshuka with an exclamation mark. That's all yeah. it was. It was just like that in a cannon. Um, basically that's the blindfold tasting challenge in Top Chef, but with a t-shirt cannon. Yeah. Yeah, Because you don't even, you don't know what's in it because it's been pulverized because it's Mm. been shot out of a cannon into your face. (laughs) That is, uh. That is again one of my one of my. I, by the way, I just love that we're talking about cooking shows. Thank you for coming on and doing this. I, I fucking adore this because we don't get to do this. Like unless and like we have an actual chef, and we have had actual chefs on here. Um, uh, Andrea Nicholson, the most recent one uh, that we've had. Kind of. Um, do we have her over Zoom, Darcy? Do we do Andrea no, Nicholson over Zoom? I think, I think so. she was the last chef we actually last had, and I think person. it was in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Kevin Brosh, you would know as a floor reporter from Iron Chef America uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, yeah, my um, uh, my favorite thing is like when they come on on Top Chef, and it's like it's the blindfold tasting challenge. You're like, uh, and it's always the guy, and I'm gonna say guy because it's usually a, a fella who says, "Ah, oh, yeah, my palate is fucking great. I got a 98 percent on blah blah in culinary school," and, and he gets three. Like he can't even get egg. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> no, it it was it, it's ridiculous. Actually, mm-hmm. here bringing it back to the shark thing. Have you ever eaten shark? I have. Yeah. Yes. It's disgusting. <laughs> it is not. You are eating it wrong. No, um, I don't like it. I've tried it in a lot of different <laughs> ways. It's that. I, it's the same reason why I don't like swordfish either. I really don't like those like those rubbery layers in between the muscle oh. tissue. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really can't get over those. Like they're really not good. Okay. Like maybe it'd be good in a stew because then that gelatin can like break down. Mm-hmm. Like that would be probably good. But like I've had like shark steaks before. Right. And uh, like and, and I've had like yeah, uh, it's okay. it's not good to me. I do not like it. And I love fish. Like yeah. I love I love fancy fish. I know you puke it out in front of sharks. We get, yeah, yeah. Like I'm basically, I basically have the diet of a very, very fancy cat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but but I've tried it and I've tried to like it and I have not Mm -hmm. liked it at all. So if I may, I can give you a location uh, and a a place to go. Um, When my wife and I went to Newfoundland, Mm -hmm. uh, St. John's, St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, uh, Todd Perrin, friend of the show, has been on here a few times. And so we're like, well, we have to go to Mallard Cottage. There's just no question. We have to go to Mallard Cottage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did his tasting menu. And uh, the biggest mistake we made was letting him know we were there. 
because he went, oh, just a moment. And I think we got extra courses. Um, we went through three seatings while we were there. Um, the sommelier came up and was stymied at one point, And he was, he just kind of stood over the food that we had just gotten and went, how daring are you? And we're like, we're, this is our ninth course. We're daring. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, go. He's like, okay. And so he gives us, um, and it was for this dish as a, as a matter of fact, he gave, he initially gave me, he gave my wife a white wine and he gave me a beer. He said, I want you to try this and I want you two to swap when you do that. It's like, okay, fine. So we did that. We do that. And then he came by again and gave us both the same glass of red. It goes, now you tried that. I want you to try this right afterwards. So there's three, two, like one and a half each drinks in front of us while we're doing this. It's a, it was a white bean stew with shark. Cause you're absolutely right. The shark in the, in the, in the stew, because of exactly what you described, the, uh, the connective tissue. I get that. I get, I get the, why people are kind of eh on swordfish and that sort of thing. Cause it eats like a steak up to a point And mm -hmm. then you have that issue, the tissue issue, I like to call it. Yeah, the uh, but now, but now in the stew, it is just, and it was probably the best thing we had that day. And we also had seared scallops, uh, like right from the water. And that Very was, nice. it was, it was, I like shark and beans. I like no, that. I, that tastes delicious. Like, so that I would, I would definitely be willing to try. And also like, I am not one of those people that like shies from like the fat. Like I will eat yeah. the fat. I will eat the mm -hmm. gristle. I will chew on the bones, but like, mm -hmm. it's just something about just like that weird aspect, like consistency. Sure. But yeah, I bet if it's in a soup and it's like the collagen has like just infused with the broth, I bet it's mm -hmm. really luscious then. Yes. Right. Especially with what if it was too. fermented and soaked in lye? What is which Google one it. is that? Is it, Google it, Todd. No, that is Jack. um. It's well, a Scandinavian it's, thing. Yes, it is. Like, uh, what do they call it? First, was it fisking? Fisk? What? what is <laughs> I don't it? remember what it's called. What is it? Google it. Fisking sounds like something that like you need another person and their consent to do. Yes, I think exactly. so. Yeah, that's yeah. look. No, lungfist. Something lung like that. that. That sounds familiar. Okay, uh, this is what I'm going to. I'm I'm, I'm going to Scandinavian fish. Lie, uh, the Scandinavian lie fish, which is loot fisk. So I was, I was halfway there. Loot, L U T E F I S K, loot fisk. It even sounds disgusting. Yeah. You know, it just sounds like I'm not going near that. That's what loot fisk sounds like. What's the, what's the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Hmm. I'll give you mine while you're, while you're thinking of it. And yeah. I'm proud of it because, uh, I was more daring, uh, than Chef Massimo Capra. Okay. Um, cause it turned out he and I, not at the same time, but we went to the same, uh, Chinese restaurant in Hong Kong as one of the most renowned Chinese restaurants. Um, and we're going with a friend of mine who was, was born there. And so he kind of knew like all the, all the, all the things to order. Like we just put him in charge of food and we get to this place. And we sit down at the table and they sit, they sit us down. He's going to do all the ordering. And the appetizer, like kind of the amuse that they bring out for everyone is what they call the century egg, which is oh, this yeah, egg. Good. Yeah, which, which is an egg that is uh, cured in salt for a long time. It's not a hundred, it's not a hundred years, it's not a century. No, no, it's, no, it's a just a little time. while. Yeah, they're good right. though. But it's, it's black. It comes out black with the yolk looking like crude oil. Like it looks like yeah. black and, and you eat it. And I was like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. And down it went. It's like, oh yeah, that's good. That's good. And Massimo Capra would not eat it when it came to his table. 
No, like what you do. I'm better like, than a nice. chef. It's really good. Like it's it's like here if you like it doesn't taste like oyster sauce, but you know how like oyster sauce is like very unctuous. Yes. You know, if you like stuff like that, you're mm-hmm. gonna like the centuries old egg. Like that's yes. what it is. It's really unctuous. It's still very eggy. Um yep. and honestly, like if you pair that with like a light kind of vinegary, crunchy salad, like it's it's really yep. delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh so no. And that, like that's why I think like, like I'm trying to think of like the strangest food I've had, but like like there's this place um in uh in uh, uh in St. Mark's in New York called Kenka mm-hmm. and they do have like an adventure menu and I've had uh. a lot of things off that but it's also kind of like it's only weird to me because of who I am and where I lived because right. like to any other like any other country like any other like most of the people around the world you know that aren't like from the west Mm-hmm. eat this stuff and eat it on a regular basis and like it's a regular food stuff so, like it's kind of right. like you know when um i forget the guy that uh is it zimmerman that does uh strange yep. foods mm-hmm. yes you know even when he doesn't like something he doesn't go like ew yuck like because <laughs> like that's that's very rude because yes. the, the, you're just not used to it and it's not yep. something that you're used to eating but it's th- something that they're used to eating because like mm-hmm. that would be very disrespectful um yes but no, so like a couple of things, like, I don't know which is like the quote unquote weirdest one, but like, I'll, I'll make a list. I've had, I've had turkey testicles. I've had, okay. um, bull's penis. I've had sure. maggots. I've had, um, I've had a snake before. Sure. I've had, um, I mean, ostrich and boar. That's not that weird. No, no, you can, you can get them in a Costco. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what else I've had. I, obviously, like Rocky Mountain oysters, we've all had sure. those. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, I can't get enough. Um, and then I've had a couple of things alive. Like I've eaten, um, I've eaten a live scallop before. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty good. And like, and I've also eaten live sea, ver- sea urchin. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like that. Yeah. That's pretty much. I guess like that would be like the the weird list of stuff that I've eaten. Um, and like some of them I really, really liked, like actually turkey. Oh, I've had pig's brain. That's pretty good. There you go. Um, so like, there's like a lot of things that oh, sweet breads. I've had a yes. lot of offal. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So like, like some of them have been like really delicious that I'm like, actually, we should probably eat more of these things. Like actually turkey testicles have a really delightful texture and sure they do. <laughs> they're really, really good barbecued. Um, right. And uh, same thing with Rocky mountain oysters. They're a delicious mm-hmm. fried snack, you know? Um, yeah. Bull penis didn't really like it. A little bit too gelatinous no. for me. The um, dogs don't even like bull penis in some cases. Sorry? Dogs don't even like them in some cases. Because yeah. like if you have like a uh what they call is a bully stick, mm-hmm. that's what that is. And yeah. so like, you know, some dogs are like, yes, and other ones are like No. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So like um and I'll, and also I'll be honest, like here the texture of the maggots was really good. So they, they were maggots. They were larvae. So, well, like, okay. well, I can't like something in between. Cause they like, it was like a fully formed bug that had like an exoskeleton, but sure. was still very soft in the middle. And right. so the texture was really good and actually kind mm-hmm. of reminded me of Honeycrisp um, yeah. <laughs> in a way, but it does not taste like Honeycrisp. It actually tastes like, um, it tastes kind of like dirt. Like it tastes right. just like dirt. Um, but like, 
not necessarily in a negative way, but like mm-hmm. not in a way oh. and not, not in a negative way, just kind of like it literally tastes like that. And so it's, yeah. it's something that I was like, mm, this isn't really for me. It's not really my thing, but like, I can definitely see why people would like this because it does have a really nice texture. Right. Um, so yeah, no, it was like, I've had a lot of that kind of stuff and I really liked it. I do think it's kind of weird that we're one of like in the, in North America, like we're one of like the only like people that don't eat bugs on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Um, I think you give us 10 years. I think we're going to be there. Yeah, uh, yeah. probably. And, and, and I don't mean by people's palates changing. I think it's going to be mm, scorched earth. We have to eat that. Um, I, uh, oh, fuck, what was it? The, the, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the larva thing. Oh, the, the, um, the sweetbreads. Uh, I have, I have eaten those a lot and that, and it's, you know, how how good is a thymus gland? Hey, it's really good. I yeah. like uh, this place. Um, the, the, we, we there used to be this restaurant. It's it's been closed for a number of years now, which is a travesty because it was delicious. It was called Lulu and Poe, and mm-hmm. they had sweetbreads that they made like General So style. Yes, and it was so good. They were so like delightfully crispy and really juicy. And like that, that's the thing that like is one of the most delightful things about the thymus glands that if you cook it properly, it's so juicy. Mm-hmm. Like it's really, really like supple. Like you, yeah, yeah. And also, this guy was just like really amazing at making like the most mm-hmm. delicious general so's sauce on the yeah. planet. Um, I've been trying to replicate it for years, right? Um, but yeah, <laughs> no. So there's a and there's a couple other ways that I've had them that have been really good like uh sweetbreads that have just been like mm-hmm. lightly fried with some honey butter just like mwah, so good yeah um highly recommend the uh we we hit this by accident uh we hit this Michelin star restaurant in Italy it was on the um the east coast so it was on the um the Adriatic side yeah and uh like like we walked in like we we landed we got recommended this place by one of the vineyards that we that we went to and it's like yeah uh when you hit this town hit this restaurant i know the chef you'll love it and so we're like okay so if we can find it whatever we get to our hotel we look up the place it is literally a 30 second walk like it's right up the beach so it's oh perfect here we go so i put in the reservation we do that they've got a tasting menu we walk in see the michelin star out front it's like ah here we go this is it and uh we got a, a seat right near the window so we can see the ocean and it's like, see, th- this is where our food came from tonight, right over there. This is where it is. And uh, as soon as the uh, the server came over, she was like, uh, okay, um, uh, th- uh, this is the menu. It's all tasting. We're like, absolutely. That's what we want. And they're like, uh, one question, are you okay with raw shrimp? And I looked at my wife and we had never had raw shrimp before. So I'm like, it's right there. And they wouldn't kill us, right? Like it would, that would be bad. Yeah. If they killed us, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. It's like, and now I'm picturing, like, as soon as they do it, like, the guy's got a drill taking the sign off the, <laughs> like, <laughs> taking off the stars. No, no, you can't kill people. It's delicious. It's delicious with the raw shrimp. Delicious. Um, one, uh, one last question. I'm, by the way, I'm so glad we got derailed into food conversation. <laughs> like, trust me, Meg, there's so many things we could talk about. Like, certainly I was thinking of like mother and I was like, ooh, was that the, it wasn't that one. Um, uh, hardcore pawn. Was that you? That was you, right? I worked on hardcore pawn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so many other things. We'll have you back. We're going to have you back again because we literally talked about one thing you've done. You are fantastic. Um, what are you working on these days that people people should uh, be aware of? Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you find yourself in New York City, 
you should come and mm-hmm. check out my uh, my charity shows I run. They're called Please Give a Fuck. I run them yes. with my uh, very good friend John Fox. And yep. uh, every single every single month, we do two shows a month. We pick a featured charity for the month, and absolutely every penny from that show goes straight to that charity. And awesome. we have all these really wonderful comedians that you've seen on, like you've seen them on Comedy Central, you've seen them on mm-hmm. HBO, you've seen them on Netflix. You've seen them on The Tonight Show and they're there and they're like giving us their time and we really appreciate it to do good causes. And you should come and check out my show. Please give a fuck. Yes. Um, And uh, if they go back in history, I think actually your episode of Write Em Up, uh, I believe, is still up on the Facebook page. Uh, You came in as one of the writers, as recommended by uh, my uh, my head writer and friend of the show, Derek Forge. Yeah, that was Uh, a fun show. Yeah. So we'll have you back. Yeah. Because we're still we're still going to do internet shows because a people like them and b I'm not fucking going anywhere. Um, it was it was great. You were you were such a great writer. I love the uh, the the roast that you gave everyone. Um, where do people find you uh, so that uh, so that they can they can see what you're up to and all that sort of jazz? Yeah, you can find me at Poor Potato Face. Um, mm-hmm. And if you need a, a way to remember it, just think of my socioeconomic status and my face. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you can find me same username for TikTok, Twitter, mm-hmm. and Instagram. I'm there. Beautiful. I'm the only poor potato face that doesn't have any numbers associated right. with it. So, yeah, yep. come check me out. Yeah. I say funny things sometimes. Cut, cut, to, cut to Meg having to change everything to the real poor potato face because there's a real estate agent that took it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. It's always a real estate agent. Uh, Meg, I'm just going to close up here. We'll do the picture and we'll do the intro uh, after this. We'll say goodbye like proper people. Um, thank you so much for showing up. Again, We're you have so many great stories. We'll have you back for sure. Uh, Darcy, where do people find you? Monty and Darcy on Instagram. That's right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me personally at Hey It's TVA on all of the socials. That is uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, and uh, my OnlyFans is What Are You Doing? Um, <laughs> you can follow this very podcast at CATP Podcast. That's right, folks. Cat P. Um, whatever you're listening to. By all means, you know the drill. Five stars, talk shit about us in this commentary. Five stars, talk shit about us in the commentary. We will read those in between the seasons uh, because they're great and they're fun and we love the work that you're doing. Um, as well, keep a, keep an eye out for Write em Up. You can follow that at Write em Up Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and I think we got a TikTok. We got a TikTok? Yeah, we got a TikTok. Yeah, I did some streams and shit like that there. So, yeah. Yeah, we got a TikTok for that at Write em Up Show. Uh, for all the details, for those of you who don't know, I host it. Five comics come to your stage or screen if it's an online show. And uh, they do comedy while I've got a team of writers, not unlike Meg, who do roast jokes about everything that comedian does. And then I dismiss the comic and I read those roast jokes out verbatim, providing anonymity and emotional distance for the writers. Um, if you made it through this far and want to know what the video is like, sign up to our Patreon. Only three bucks a month and you get instant gratification of video uh, which comes in advance every week of the audio plus you get bonus content that doesn't appear in the other audio and there'll be some other perks we haven't figured out what they are and it's uh, patreon.com slash CATV podcast ladies and gentlemen on behalf of Meg the no longer erstwhile Darcy and myself when you listen to Cappy you're in for a good time Jimmy you are always the podcast along with Bobby lately lately I find I rush Sky